You know, one nice thing about special music is you can sit there and kind of vicariously sing through the, the person singing and sound a whole lot better than what you normally do. <laughs> Praise the Lord for the, the talent and special singing and instrumental um, expertise that the Lord has blessed our church with. Now, I'd like to invite you to take your Bible and open up to the book of Psalms and the book of Colossians. Psalms and Colossians, how about that? So in Psalms, you're going to want to find Psalm 50, 5050. And uh, keep a finger there and go over to the New Testament past Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And you want Colossians chapter 3. So that's Psalms chapter 50. And we're only going to read one verse out of Psalm 50. And Colossians chapter 3. And we're only going to read one verse out of Colossians chapter 3. Now, if you have those two passages of Scripture, could I invite you to stand with me? And we'll read these together and then have a short word of prayer. So we'll begin at Psalm 50 and verse number 14. Psalm 50, verse 14. Let's read that together. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. And then over to Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. 15. Let's read that. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. So we want to zero in on this idea of uh, being thankful. And because tomorrow is Thanksgiving, my message this afternoon is the Thanksgiving turkey. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the blessings we saw today. And uh, surely, Lord, uh, your, your sweet hand of, of bounty and blessing has been upon our church. Our Heavenly Father, if it's not out of line, could we requisition a new church building from you? A bigger one. Lord, over the years, you've always doubled the size of our footprint. And our last building was about 4,000 square feet, and this one's about 8,000. And so, in keeping with the tradition, Father, that you have set for us, could we please ask you for another building of 16,000 square feet on land that we own? Our Father, we know that, humanly speaking, uh, that's not going to happen. That's, um, that's just too big for us. But then again, so was the promised land. Too big for your people. That's why you gave it to them. Our Father, if it please you, in the days, the weeks, the months ahead, please lead us to the piece of ground and to the building or buildings that you would have for us. And Father, if it is out of line, then just please don't answer that prayer. And please give us all the grace we need to glorify you right here where you've put us. And either thing, either way, Lord, we'll be happy and thankful and obedient and we'll look to serve you to our maximum ability and capacity. For your honor and glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Yeah, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, isn't it? Now, 
I have in my pocket here something that is... Where'd it go? Oh, still got it. Is it all one piece? Yes, it is. It shouldn't, it shouldn't even be here. It's old. It's 37 years old. And for, for this, it shouldn't, it shouldn't last. It, it, it should have been, I don't know, part of the stratosphere by now. We should be, you know, it's cosmic dust. It should be gone. But it's not. It's still here. Now, what you're looking at is no ordinary... What is that called? We call that a wishbone. And what does it come out of? A turkey, right. And this little fella here uh, came out of the very first turkey that my wife cooked for me after we were married. So that's 37, more than 37 years old. Now, I ask you, gentlemen, have you, what have you done with the, uh, the wishbone that, you know, came out of the turkey your wife cooked for you? <clears throat> I'm probably the only guy crazy enough to hang on to one of these. But you know something? Whenever I do pull it out, which is once in a while, makes my wife feel good that I kept that, that little thing. I lost it for a long time because I found it in an envelope in a sermon I preached years and years ago. <gasps> oh, there it is right there. So now uh, usually, you know, they, uh, they call them a wishbone because you get person on the other end, you know, and they, they make their wish. Don't ask me to uh, make a wish with that, okay? Now you see it, now you don't. But that is uh, an old, for me anyhow, now I know it's not the wishbone from the original turkey, from the original Thanksgiving, you know, from the 1600s after they landed on Plymouth Rock, whatever. You know that story, the, uh, the history of our modern Thanksgiving uh, came about, as I understand it now from my reading, has been that uh, over in the old country, uh, the Christians were getting persecuted. And so um, now some were looking to go to the, uh, the, the New World, which is North America, but a lot of the Christians, they said, uh, we got to get out of here. And so they left parts of Europe and they sailed across uh, in search of uh, the New Land, which was an extremely treacherous voyage on these rickety old ships that got bashed and beaten by the waves of the Atlantic. And uh, people died. That was a regular thing. You know, they died uh, on the ship just from disease or falling overboard or some accident or something like that. And so they finally got to the, the promised land, right, North America. And then uh, some of them died in the first year of disease and all kinds of de deplorable conditions. Some died at the hands of uh, unfriendly uh, natives. Uh, some, um, I guess, uh, made it through the first year. And uh, this is what I understand. And after that first year, they didn't have a whole lot, uh, but they were thankful to God that they, uh, they were still alive. They had some meager things to eat, and they made that first meal. Now, I don't know, none of us were there, and I'm sure that history has a way of embellishing these things, but that's just what I've read. 
Maybe you've read something a little different. But I think there's a grain of truth there. Here are people who didn't have it easy. They had it tough. Now, some of you have come from halfway around the world and come to Canada. Can you imagine if the journey was fraught with danger? Huh? If they say, oh, you want to go to Canada? Okay, now you know there's a likelihood you may not make it. What do you mean? Well, the plane may crash, the ship may sink. Oh, that's terrible, yeah. But if, if, even if it does make it, you realize that coming over on the boat, coming over on the plane, you, you could get sick and die. You know, disease, you understand that. What? And then when you get to Canada, there's no guarantee you're going to make it your first year. You may die of starvation. You're not going to get a job. You know, you're not going to have a roof over your head. You'll find a tree to sleep under or something. Imagine if those are the conditions. Well, these were the sort of the conditions waiting for them. They had to hew out their, their, their own livelihood and living, you know, with their bare hands uh, when, they, when they came over. But the idea is that after a year, now this would be the Christian ones anyhow, uh, they were thankful to God. Thankful to God they were still alive. You know, it's important that we develop a spirit of thankfulness. Uh, one thing that should set us apart from the world is the fact that we're thankful. Thankful to God. Boy, oh boy. Um, today, Thanksgiving, it's commercialized. God is not in the picture. The turkey still is in the picture. But God is not in the picture. With a lot of um, families, a lot of traditions and so on, it has nothing to do with God. So they all say they're thankful. You know, they go around the table, and these are crazy, unsaved people at a Thanksgiving dinner with a big bird stuck on the table, and they're going to go around the table, and what are you thankful for? What are you thankful for? Well, who are you thankful to? Well, these days, they, they cut God out of the picture. And so maybe they're thankful for their lucky stars. Huh? I thank my lucky stars. Well, why don't they just, you know, thank the lady luck at the casino? It's sad, you know, and one of the worst things to be in life is an atheist. Because um, come Thanksgiving, you've got no one to be thankful to. Right? If you're an atheist, God is gone, and so you don't have anyone to be thankful to. You know, Christmas time's a wonderful time of year, isn't it? And we focus around the Savior's birth, and, you know, for us, it's all about Jesus. Come Thanksgiving, we've got someone to be thankful to. Isn't that nice? It really completes the picture. It really does. You know, there's a lot of people whose parents have passed away. And uh, that's a sad note for, for many. Because they've got no way to call up mom on the phone. They can't call up dad. He's, he's gone. They can't call mom. She's no longer around. She's gone. When the parents are gone all of a sudden you become an orphan. And that's when you start thinking, boy, you know, I should have spent more time with mom and dad. You know, I should have asked them more questions about what I was like as a kid. and I should have gotten their opinion on a few more things. But you can't, right? Because they're gone. If you take God out of the picture, who do you have to be thankful to? So it's just a, a, a strange world we live in of people celebrating Thanksgiving with no one to give thanks to. Now, our text here in Psalm 50 and verse 14 says, Offer unto God thanksgiving, and watch this, it's because the sentence isn't over yet, and 
pay thy vows. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Got a little tickle there. I'm sorry. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. But look, the sentence not finished yet. Go on to the next verse. And say it with me. Read that aloud with me. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Now, doesn't that tell us something? If you want God to deliver you out of trouble, what ought you to be doing before you get into trouble? Giving thanks, right? So it just seems to make sense. Now, the idea of thanksgiving means to reach out to God, to express gratitude, and that does take a little bit of effort at times. Jesus came, and in Luke chapter 17, we find that 10 lepers came to him for healing. And so he had mercy and compassion on them, and he healed them all. He's not like Benny Hinn, who healed maybe one of them that looked like a leper. He healed all of these bona fide lepers, healed them all. You all know that leprosy is a very nasty disease. Even today, you don't want to get near leprosy. It's communicable. And Jesus healed them, 10 of them. And he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And that's what they were supposed to do. But as they were going, they realized, hey, my leprosy, it's gone. My skin, it's, it's beautiful again. And nine of them kept on going. And one of them stopped, turned, and went back to Jesus and fell down and worshipped him and gave him thanks. And you remember what Jesus said? Were there not ten cleansed? Then he asked, where are the other nine? Where are the other nine? Wow. But Jesus, didn't he, didn't he say to go show yourself to the priest? Yeah, he did. He did. But the proper thing would have been to go back and to express thanksgiving and worship. As we see anyhow. And so giving of thanks, reaching out to God, takes a little bit of effort to express gratitude. Um, when people do things for you, uh, when someone does something nice for you, you need to reach out to them with some form of, of thanks. Now, there are times when just a word is sufficient, but there are other times where you need to do a little bit more than just a word of thanks. There's times when you need to write a letter. There's times when you need to make a phone call. There's times when you need to maybe go buy some flowers and give it to that person who did something for you, who went out of their way and helped you, and blessed you. And you need to be able to reach out to them. You see, that's the whole context here. If you look at it again, in verse 14, Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. You see, there's something involved there. It's not this. It's not just when God blesses you, you just kind of a quick, hey, thanks. Hey, thanks very much. And on you go. No, 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 it's more than that. There's some kind of a tangible way in which you thank God. And likewise, when someone does something nice for you. Now, it, I don't mean that if somebody opens a door for you, then you're to write them a nice letter, go and buy flowers for them, box of candy, you know, and give it to them. I don't mean that at all. But if someone does something tangibly good to you, why can't you uh, stop by and 
Tim Hortons and pick him up a coffee and donut to go and just drop it off and say, listen, just wanted to say thanks. Boy, that goes a long way. Showing gratitude is very important. And we can show gratitude in, in many ways. Even just a written card of thanks often goes a long way. And so uh, how are you going to be thankful to God this year? After all, it is Thanksgiving, isn't it? And uh, many of us have some plans, family plans and so on. It's what, we, what the world calls the long weekend. And a number of people, I think, uh, left already on Friday. And they'll be back sometime late Monday night or Tuesday morning, whatever. And wherever they went, they're having a grand old time. And that's fine, good for them. But uh, the idea is it's a time when as a nation we can properly give thanks back to Almighty God. Do you think we do that in Canada? Are you crazy? Not here. Maybe in some other country they do. We are not a Christian nation. We have ceased to be a Christian nation decades ago. Decades ago. We're not a Christian nation. We, we used to be listed as a Christian nation amongst the, 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 the nations, you know, in the, in the United Nations and so on. We have withdrawn, as a nation, we've withdrawn our status as a Christian nation. We've done that. And so um, we still have the uh, celebration of Thanksgiving. To who? Oh, let's be thankful to Buddha this year. Next year, who are we going to be thankful for? I don't know. Let's flip a coin. Well, the idea of thankfulness is as a nation, that's not going to happen. But as a church, it ought to happen. And I'll tell you, it ought to happen as a family. You ought to have some kind of something where you just park the bus for a little bit and give thanks to God. It's so important here. Now, um, talking here about um, uh, the things that God has done, what have you got to be thankful for? You think of it with me. Now, what has God done for me that I, I might be thankful for? Any suggestions? Any hands? No hands. Fingers? There's one. For health. Yeah. How many here have some measure of health? Enough to raise a hand, right? Sure, yeah. That's something to be thankful for. What else can we be thankful for? Yes? Life in general. Life in general. And uh, the air we breathe, the food we eat, the ability to sleep, at least for a few hours, and wake up. Life in general. And all the other little doodads. Any other things to be thankful for? Yes, in the back. Barbecue. Who? Barbecue? <laughs> oh, what? Harvest? All the good food, yes. If you've eaten today, thank a farmer. Amen, yeah. Brother Ernie, what did you say? Salvation. Salvation. hey, yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> That's not a bad one, right? Anything else to be thankful for? Yes. Family, yeah. How many here had a mom and dad? Raise your hand. Okay, so the rest of you had no mother or father, right? Eh? Well, we need to see you after church. There's a mom and dad out there somewhere, right? Family. Yeah, you know, a family is where you're treated the best and you complain the most. Poor old family takes it on the jaw sometimes. But anyhow, we do have a lot to give thankful for. Uh, this church, how about that? Having friends, having a job. Mm, loved ones, clothing, transportation, money in your pocket, uh, a cell phone. Hallelujah. Huh? 
a cell phone. <laughs> now, uh, all these things, are they rights that we deserve or are they gifts from God? You have to determine that. You have to figure that one out. Because when you figure it out, if they're gifts, what you're to do is offer unto God thanksgiving. And Colossians 3.15 says, Be ye, what? Thankful. Right you are. Now I'd like to show you something. It's a little sad, but turn to the New Testament book of 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy, if you turn there, please. Second Timothy, I'm going to read a verse or two, and I'm going to tell you a true story. Second Timothy chapter uh, 3, Second Timothy chapter 3. Now, follow along, please, as I, um, as I read the first two verses only. This know also, that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Say the next word with me. Unthankful and unholy. <clears throat> that seems to characterize today pretty good. We seem to have today pretty much summed up. Even just in those two verses, it goes on. You know, with more sad news, but uh, look at that, unthankful. I read a true story about an old preacher who uh, was um, invited by a, a church to, uh, to come and to preach. He was an older gentleman, and as he sat there, the uh, younger pastor got up to introduce him. And he said to his church people, he says, Now folks, you may not know it, but um, our old brother here was once a young man. And they all kind of chuckled. And he said that, um, now this is going back a lot of years, folks. Um, he's, he, the young pastor said, when our, our dear brother was a young man in uh, uh, Bible seminary, um, there was a, a ship that uh, was close to port. There was a storm it hit some rocks, whatever. It go, was going down, and there's people on board. Others were standing on the shore. And our, our dear brother, he uh, pulled his shoes off, pulled his shirt off, and he dove in the water and swam out and rescued. He was a good swimmer, and he brought one of them back. And when he got to the shore, the people there... Uh, gathered this, this poor one up in a blanket and brought him into a warm cottage. He said, is that right, brother? And the old man nodded his head. And isn't it right also you dove back in the water and went and got another one? And the old man said, yeah. And uh, this happened uh, five, ten, fifteen times, I think eighteen times, this young seminary student swam out and got another uh, shipwreck person and brought them back to safety and he collapsed uh, exhausted unconscious on the 18th one they had to carry him up into a cottage uh, is that right and the old man said yes that's right and then the pastor asked him 
Dear brother, is there anything else you remember about that, that, that awful day and that event? Is there anything else you remember? And he said, well, just one thing. What's that? I never heard a word of thanks from any of those people. Isn't that something? You'd think that people would, you know, forever be in the man's debt. Hey, save my life from drowning. But I guess some people think differently, don't they? Let me ask you this question. How long have you been saved? A year? Ten years? Twenty? Thirty years? More? Less? How long have you been saved? When was the last time that you got alone with God? to really thank Him for your salvation. If you were one of those people that this old preacher had rescued years and years ago, saved you from a watery grave, saved you from drowning, now you have a life to live, you went on, you got married, had children, and you had a life. And it was because this old preacher had saved your life. How long would you wait before you went to Him and thanked Him for what He did? How long has it been since we've gone to God and said, God, you've done so much for me, but the day you saved me, that day, April the 6th, 1975, that was my day. The day you saved me, Lord, saved me from destruction, saved me from dying and going to hell. The day you saved my soul, forgave my sins, wrote my name up in the Lamb's book of life, the day you built for me a mansion in heaven, the day that Jesus started to really pray for me and intercede for me, the day when I became your son, the day when you washed away my sins, the day when you clothed me in Christ's righteousness, that one day, O Heavenly Father, I want to thank you. In fact, for the rest of my life, I want to thank you for that one day. Because think about it. You know, for the case here of the, the old preacher, the old man, and about 18 people that he rescued, apparently none had ever come and thanked him. Talking today about the Thanksgiving turkey. Now, I could miss my guess, but I would think that a man would have to be a turkey not to come and to thank the man who saved his life. Saved him from death. Saved him from choking and sputtering and inhaling water and dying in a miserable watery grave. There's the man who saved my life. I think I would have to be a turkey if I didn't go and thank him. How long has it been since we've gone to God and said, God, thank you, thank you, thank you for saving my soul. If there's anything that you can do to give thanks to God, and, and of course you should thank Him for your wife and husband and children and job and health and all these blessings. Of course you should. But boy, if there's one thing that you ought to thank Him for, it ought to be your salvation. I, I, maybe I'm out of line, 
But I think for a Christian not to really thank God for his or her salvation would kind of make them the Thanksgiving turkey. Because really, when you think of, what do you think of a Christian who doesn't read their Bible, a Christian who doesn't pray, a Christian who doesn't go to church, a Christian who doesn't tithe, a Christian who doesn't support uh, worldwide missions, uh, a Christian who, uh, the, the list goes on. You know, what would you call a Christian like that? Well, ungrateful, ungrateful. And so I'm talking today about the, Christ, the, the, the Thanksgiving turkey. The Thanksgiving turkey has got to be the one who doesn't feel they need to thank God. To me, that would be the turkey who doesn't think they need to thank God. The Bible says, be ye thankful. And the Bible says that we are to offer unto God our thanks. Let's bow our heads in prayer.